This is Heads Up, where we explore the challenges, opportunities, and trends inside today's highest performing supply chain operations. Now to our host, CEO of Mountain Leverage, Alex Renneman. Joining me today is Ray Bales, General Manager of Honeywell Voice Solutions. Ray, thanks for joining us on Heads Up. Yep. Thank you, Alex. Glad to be here. So, so Honeywell Voice Solutions, I think when, when people hear Honeywell, depending on their worldview or experience, they might think jet engines, thermostats, fans, everything in between. So can you give us just some kind of a rundown of what is Honeywell Voice Solutions? Yeah, no, I, I think it's a very valid question because, um, you know, I'm relatively new to Honeywell. And, and I remember Honeywell from back in the day, my personal experience and connection was that round thermostat on my grandma's wall, there right? In our house. Yeah. So that was Honeywell to me. And really it's, it's a gigantic company, completely global in nature, uh, fortune 50. So within Honeywell, there's basically four primary business divisions. Um, and Honeywell voice, which was the former Volcolect uh, uh, organization is part of the safety and productivity, productivity solutions team. So that's an organization that focuses on product software, connected solutions, uh, for improving productivity, workplace safety, and asset performance. As I boil that down and think about that in kind of real terms, um, what that is is, you know, today we're the people that are doing N95 mask production, for example. Uh, they launched production of that in Rhode Island, Arizona recently to, to combat COVID, for example. Yeah, everybody um, knows what those are now. Last year, maybe yeah, everybody knows. M95 now. <laughs> 100%. But along the same lines of the, the safety equipment there, we're also the, the organization um, that provides um, the big gloves for uh, power line workers to work on day-to-day -day running of, of power line equipment or when there's natural disasters and emergencies. You know, in the past, uh, and currently I live in Florida, and as a state current, like, frequently hit by hurricanes, uh, power line workers and line workers are always in high demand, especially during this season, and we provide that type of safety equipment along with gas detection equipment um, and other types of things. Um, on the software front, of course, you know, the Honeywell voice fits right in there. We've got the voice recognition technologies that enable guided workflow solutions there. Um, so as a team, we're focused on being the leader of guided workflow solutions in Honeywell voice um, for industrial supply chain and commercial applications that deliver process improvements for business challenges. And if you break that down, you know, the heritage of Vocalect um, and, and now Honeywell Voice is really in the distribution center. Um, so that's where we find that, that connection to the supply chain. But as we think about commercial applications, that's where we're expanding into retail. Like right now, Alex, you know, you and I have talked about the fact that um, click and collect for, for retail is really important as a lot of stores have moved to the need to deliver uh, orders at the curbside. So super important application there right now. Uh, and the same thing for industrial. I know Mountain Leverage is very forward in uh, rolling out maintenance and inspection solutions, which are again, another piece of the portfolio for Honeywell Voice. Yeah, for sure. So, so you've, you've been there since June, you've, you've, you're in this new role. What have your first few months you know, been like in, uh, you know, in, this, in this whole new experience of, of being GM of Honeywell Voice Solutions? It's been fast-paced. It's been um, pretty exciting. 
uh, you know, our solutions are used primarily in distribution for um, grocery items, uh, medical supplies, safety gear, you name it, a lot of basic necessities um, that people need to get through the current pandemic. And so the, the way the organization kind of naturally responded to support our partners and those end customers that are distributing those items um, to areas of very critical need, to see that in action has been just fascinating and to be able to support them and knock down barriers for, for that. Um, so it's been, it's been very interesting. It's been unlike any other job that I've started in for sure. Um, but it's, it's come with a wealth of, of um, you know, uh, satisfaction and, uh, and to see a team perform like that, knowing the important work that they're doing. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, talk about you know, the middle of COVID. I mean, you talk about hopping on a train while it's while it's moving. Um, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So, looking at, at at the business model and 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 in voice solutions, and you know, I know a, a large part of your business, maybe up to 85 percent, are, are actually transacted through through channel partners. Um, and but you have end users as well. Can you help us understand what 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 should end users and and partners, channel partners, expect over the next few quarters to, to see from your group? Yeah, I think that's 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 really top of mind right now, especially as um, as a lot of uh, public companies like Honeywell are going through strategic planning that happened in May and June, and now business planning for the following for the following fiscal year. So right now, a really a really top of mind and key theme for me is being frictionless, as much for our partners as well as our end customers. And that's really top of mind in the retail space today. So a lot of companies are thinking about how do we move to a frictionless experience for uh, the end customer that wants to go into a convenience store and just grab an item and go quickly. Um, and so there's a lot of technologies that enable that. We hear about that from a lot of different companies. Um, and internally, um, it's important for me that we become as well frictionless. And another way that we we say it in business vernacular and being easy to do business with, but, mm -hmm. but I think we take it to the next level when we use our end customers vocabulary, because that means we're, we're understanding their challenge and we're driving to the same. Um, so when we become frictionless like that, we are easy to do business with um, and we can then support their business processes end to end. And so that's really top of mind. Um, when I'm when I'm thinking about and talking to our team about how we engage with partners and end customers, um, the other thing, of course, is keeping everybody safe and supporting business. You know, we're going into year end, the traditional retail peak. Um, I want to make sure that our team that's doing technical support, you know, be it uh, tier three phone calls and VPNing in the, into servers to support, um, you know, software applications or implementation teams that are going to site you know, to do installations, or even our teams that are training on our new platform, guided work, that everybody's being safe, um, continue to support the, the end, end business there. So that's all top of mind as we go into this quarter and uh, the beginning of next year. Yeah, for, for any leader right now, safety uh, shot to the top if it wasn't already there. Um, I, I love the way you, you state that, you know, frictionless is such a such great phrase, I think, uh, for, for this community. Um, looking a little bit further ahead, I mean, what do you see as your, as your biggest goal that you're, you're trying to tackle or maybe some of your biggest challenges even along the way to that goal over the next 12 months or so? 
Good question. So uh, we're going through this business planning right now. And for me, um, coming in new to the organization, uh, it's been a process of understanding, you know, what is Honeywell Voice? Um, where is it that we deliver value and, and support end customers and partners? And how can we do that more? And um, really, I, I, I'm, I'm lucky to have one of the founders of the business that still works with us on the leadership team today that's kind of educating me on this is, this is what Vocalec did that was so successful back in the day. And for me, it's turning that recipe of what was so successful back then, figuring out how to make it applicable in today's industry and environment. That's really top of mind. And that's the, that's the biggest goal that I have because we're in a very changed environment. Technology is completely changed. Um, voice recognition is, is quite common. We all have it on our phones, for example. Um, but what we do in terms of delivering value and those guided work applications, that industry expertise, still is not diminished. And so getting back to our roots of innovation is the, the biggest thing that I want to achieve in the next 12 months. Yeah, that makes sense. So looking even further out, where do you see, where do you see the voice landscape going? Um, you know, over the, over the next, next couple of years, even for that matter, what trends might you see in this environment? Good question. I, I think I see obviously technologies that we're rolling out like speech or independent, speech independent voice recognition, so we call it pick up and go, uh, is really important right now. Um, that uh, we don't necessarily have to train on voice templates anymore. Anybody can use the, the equipment from you know minute one um, and get rolling on it. Uh, so that's really key. The other key is is integration with other technologies. I've seen a lot of different technologies out there in the market that offer solutions for guided work, for helping workers be more productive and efficient and directed in, in what they're doing. Um, but they're all kind of in their own little environment, you know, and not fully integrated across the spectrum. And so I think those are the, the key themes that I see being really important. Yeah, it makes sense. So one of the things we talked about, you, you just can't miss it. It's almost like Easter grass. It's everywhere you look once once it's out, and that's COVID, right? COVID is, has kind of covered everything. So with 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 that, and you talked about some of the differences in your end users. Some some folks had real spikes of trying to get you know toilet paper and 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 personal uh, athletic equipment, all those things kind of out the door. Other people suffered, and and still there's still some of that disparities across the board. But it's but it's changed everybody's business model, and and seeing that frenetic labor market. Um, how do you see voice and maybe other forms of automation, whether it's robotics or glass or AR or, or whatever it may be, uh, augmented reality, how do you see that work? How do you see voice working con in conjunction or, or on, on both near and the far term? Just kind of asking for you that, that crystal ball of, all right, the world has changed. It's never going to be the same. Um, and COVID is a big piece of that. How do you see this all playing together? Yeah, I think um, a, a lot of people talk about that and weigh in, in that area. And um, you know, to me, I go back to the experience that I've seen in my lifetime uh, that maybe like you, I remember a lot of different retail stores and a lot of different kind of mom and pop shops existed. I grew up in a small town in central Illinois, right? Um, and we had a lot of different uh, retail stores and outlets that don't exist today. Um, they kind of all got um, uh, conglomerated together into large organizations. But as well, technology, especially e-com, has allowed smaller businesses to flourish at the same time too. So I know we focus on 
the big companies out there that are dominant in that space, but what they do and the platforms they deliver also allow a lot of smaller companies to be really successful. So it's interesting to see how that cycle has kind of come around in the span of you know, 30, 40 years. Interestingly enough, we focus a lot on e-commerce and a lot, a ton on e-commerce in our, in our day-to-day thoughts about how big it's become. But until as recently as 2018, it only represented 10% of all retail sales. I mean, that's, that's straight out of the United States Bureau of Labor Statistics records, right? And so 90% was still done in a traditional type of fashion, brick and mortar, et cetera. Um, now with COVID, that has jumped, it's projected in Q2 of this year to over 16%. So 6% move, again, not, not by any means what anybody would expect, suspect as like a huge overhaul and is projected to be about 20% into next year. But that said, those tiny shifts, those tiny shifts in numbers of percentages represent huge shifts for the retail supply chain and represent huge shifts for distribution and the warehouse environment. And so because of that, um, I think the key theme for voice and other technologies is being able to be able to respond quickly to those shifts um, and using current assets and technology in place, but maybe adding software to enable some extra productivity. You know, an example is, Alex, I know you guys are at the forefront of rolling this out with the guided work platform that can, that can run on Android devices. It's really device agnostic. You know, this is a software platform that partners like you can develop guided work applications and, and roll those out to end customers to enable those workflow solutions on existing assets. You don't have a huge capital expenditure up front. And with the pace of change that's been dictated because of the COVID uh, situation, I think that's really important that you can enable that quickly and, and efficiently in a manner that wasn't, it wasn't really possible when you look at older platforms that relied on just dedicated technology. Yeah, it's a great point. You know, a 1% change in the market can, can be massive, and, but, but there's certain tipping points. And 6%, uh, you know, with that, that, that automatically, I don't know how companies can keep up without, without automating, without automating. And, and the ripple effect, the echo effect through the supply chain is is intense and i know those folks that are in there are we're telling them anything they don't know i mean they're feeling it um but but ultimately uh that six percent also isn't isn't laid out equally right some folks are getting hammered more than others and, and without that automation piece i i completely agree with you and, and be able to leverage some of your existing systems and be able to automate within uh, on either whether it's your existing hardware or whatever it might be is really important because you know a lot of folks are going to have the time to go through an 18 month two-year development cycle and implementation cycle, they got to get it now. Um, so that's, exactly. that's really important. Yeah. Um, yep. So one of the things we, we mentioned earlier about your reseller channel, um, what are what are some things that are the plans that you have for that reseller channel to make, you know, maybe a more successful and thriving channel? I mean, that's that's a if that's going to be the, the lion's share of your business, what's, what's going to be happening there that, that, that you can share with us? Yeah, good question. You know, so the, the easiest answer is, of, of course, again, that idea of being frictionless and being easier to do business with. But beyond that, what we're starting to explore are areas where we can enable our, our existing partner channel um, to provide more solutions beyond just voice uh, out of the Honeywell portfolio. 
I kind of mentioned earlier, you know, I'm newer to Honeywell. It's a big company. It's global, um, over 100,000 employees worldwide, operations in every country and on every continent. Uh, literally a, a, a massive organization with tons of different solutions in it. And uh, I want to be able to enable uh, our partner community to take advantage of some of those solutions to be able to help end customers. You know, a recent example that comes to mind is um, Honeywell is very big in the building technologies area where they have automation, security, control systems, fire, fire systems, for example, um, to enable uh, building automation. And we've got a partner that's working out uh, a solution to be able to combine those systems along with the maintenance and inspection application to be able to offer a total package to an end customer of here's how you can automate, control, and maintain secure your building, um, and also maintain those systems with uh, the Honeywell Voice maintenance and inspection application. And so I'm looking for different areas of the business where we can bring in those solutions from the broader Honeywell portfolio to enable our partners to help end customers more. That's great. That makes sense. I mean, leverage leverage the strengths, right? You got you got. There's a broad uh, offering <laughs> base at Honeywell, no doubt. Hey, yeah. one of the things we we just touched on a minute ago about existing hardware, you know, devices or whatever they may be. Um, how is Honeywell currently, or how do you plan to respond to what maybe the, the kind of the constant demand for for cheaper hardware, or that whole conversation around a purpose-built device versus a multimodal device or multi-use device, if you will? Yeah, it's it's really top of mind. I'm actually. Uh, I'm down in South America right now, you know, as we were kind of chatting. And um, here, uh, the country has been severely impacted by the currency exchange rate. And so what once used to cost three of the local currency to $1 now costs five because of the devaluation of the local currency. So that means our solutions imported are so much more expensive just because of a, a fluctuation in exchange rate. Like the device is the same, right? Nothing else changed other than FX rate. Um, and beyond that, you know, in the device world, there's constant, you know, movement and change and, and shifts towards cheaper and lower cost technologies there. But I think I look back to the core of what's always made it successful, and that's focusing on solutions that serve the customer's business challenges with a great ROI and a compelling competitive advantage. And so, the consultative approach that our partners take with, with our support to be able to go in to a customer site, understand their process flows, um, provide recommendations on where they can be more efficient, and then get a return on any investment based upon changes to that for those process flows, I think is fundamental. And we're gonna continue our focus there. Uh, of course, then, with, with that ROI, that involves the initial upfront cost of the hardware and solution and long-term support. And then we've got to make sure that that ROI, that which is important in the customer's terms and in, in the customer's terms, right? Um, because an ROI is different in the developing country where things change so quickly that you need a quicker one versus a developed country where you could take a little bit more time. It's so important to think about that in the customer's terms, but then also to have um, a compelling competitive advantage. So we're really keyed into all those areas. And, um, you know, devices will come and go. Uh, we'll make sure that we are delivering that great ROI and that compelling competitive advantage, um, regardless of the device. The great thing is now with the Honeywell voice platform, 
um, that we offer the guided work platform as well as our legacy platforms. So we can work on dedicated devices that have the robustness um, and ease of use that you know our customers and partners have known for so many years under the Vocalite brand. Or we can work on multimodal devices, um, be it the Honeywell brand or other brands um, that offer a little more flexibility. And so we've got kind of the best of both worlds to offer there. Um, but always again, thinking about and being really driven by solving a business challenge for a customer with a greater ROI and a great compelling competitive advantage. Yeah, that's, that's a great way to put it. We, we talk all the time with our customers and prospects. It's all about outcomes. What outcome are we trying to achieve? We'll figure out the stuff, if you will, yep. to achieve it. Let's get the outcome. That's what's important. I, I completely agree with you. Hey, to, to try to kind of shift gears on you a little bit here, um, you know, I, I, again, I really appreciate you coming on. What, what's just to kind of dig into who Ray is for just a minute. What's some influence, whether it's a book or a podcast or any kind of other knowledge source that you found that's been extremely valuable for your success? And it may be something you've just recently uh, consumed, or maybe it's something years ago that kind of put you on the right track. What's something you could share with us? You know, in terms of the, the books, I think uh, Crossing the Chasm uh, has been, uh, you know, the, the piece of literature that's really most applicable to uh, the current role I'm in. But I will say I'm, uh, I'm an avid reader of news and especially of business news, like The Economist, for kind of global understanding of what's going on around the world, or Bloomberg in terms of what's going on in the markets. Uh, I often joke with my team, you know, like when we go into that part of the meeting, everybody is generally like checking their phone. Maybe a lot of people are on Instagram. I'm normally on Bloomberg checking the financial news and seeing what the exchange <laughs> rates are on the markets doing. So, so that's kind of, uh, that's kind of where I, I keep my head at a little bit. Yeah, nice. I have found The Economist has been, I, I, you know, noise, noise can get pretty, especially election year can get really crazy. And for a while, I was listening to kind of both sides, finding, you know, far left, far right and trying to listen to that. And um, I've just, uh, yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of been there. Well, and, and Crossing the Chasm is a great book. Uh, it's, it's a great read, uh, great concepts in that. Um, I, I'd like to end on this and, and to humanize it a little bit. We've talked about markets and things, but, you know, COVID is, is here. It's, it's come our way. And it's created all kinds of, of wreckage in its in its way, whether economically or, or physically, uh, emotionally, all the things that come with that. But I always try to find gratitude in anything we're doing. And, and I am I am grateful for you coming on to this this podcast and talking with us. Um, I'm grateful for what you're doing in the market and, and helping folks out there. Grateful for Honeywell having the M95s ready to rock and the, and the ramping up production and all the things that are out there. But I would ask you, what's what's something for which you're 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 grateful? You know, for me personally, I go back to my family. Um, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've been very fortunate um, in my life to be supported by uh, family uh, through the entire time. You know, I uh, grew up very uh, humble background in central Illinois on a farm and uh, have had great experiences and support to be able to move around the world, live in five countries, speak three languages, um, like help customers and, and people uh, with energy, raw material, distribution, supply, medical needs, et cetera. Uh, and so that's all been, uh, all been um, extremely, I'm extremely thankful for all those things. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also really, really happy to work 
uh, and to have come on to a great set of people and team with the Honeywell Voice organization. You know, we've been through a lot of change and there's a large organization that supports end customers and partners like you, Alex. And uh, I wake up every day, wanted to make sure that they're safe, that they're engaged, and they know how important the work that they're doing is to support everybody around the world. And so I find myself very lucky to have been uh, in this situation. So, yeah. That's great. If you, if you really take time to look around, there's a whole lot to be grateful. I don't care what, what situation anybody's in, there's always yeah. something to, uh, to have some gratitude. Uh, well, Ray, again, I'm, I'm thankful you came on this podcast and on the interview series with us here. I'm thankful for, for what you're doing in your new role and the team you have with you. And we're, we wish you the best of luck. Yep. Thanks a lot, Alex. I really Thanks. appreciate take it. Care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to Heads Up, a Mountain Leverage production with your host, Alex Renneman. Be sure to subscribe to catch future episodes as we dive into all things logistics and optimization.